Blog Talk Radio. T-minus 30 seconds and counting. You know, this used to be a hell of a good country. I can't understand what's going wrong with it. Chaos. 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 T-minus 15. Oh, they're not scared of you. They're scared of what you represent. 10, 9, ignition sequence start. What you represent to them. That's right. What we represent to them is freedom. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Butch Popeye Moss and my co-host, Mel O.G. Robbins. They're not with me yet. He's in Addison. Maybe joins here shortly. We are with Sons of Liberty Riders MC, and we are your host each and every week here on Texas Biker Radio. <laughs> Well, it's been a while since we've done a show during the day, and uh, well, part of the reason for that is we have a, a, a national conference call with our other chapters tonight, but let's get started. Uh, like I said, uh, O.G. Robbins may join us here shortly, and maybe not. Who knows? He's busy having fun in Galveston with his uh, grandson, uh, decided to take him down there before School starts again, and, uh, you know, everybody get back into that mode. But that being said, hey, look what we see going on in Waco today. <laughs> We're calling that a game of Texas Hold'em. That's right. Everybody's delaying. Everybody's putting off. Uh, you know, the prosecution, the defense, everybody, Jake Rizal, uh, uh his lawyer has put in a motion to delay that trial. The prosecutors agree. They agree. <laughs> They're waiting on evidence from the federal courts in San Antonio, who for months, the two, the two events were separate from each other. They had nothing to do with each other. Different trials for different reasons. <clears throat> And well, I guess what they're busy trying to do, the prosecutors are trying to stack the deck with some federal information that they think may send somebody, you know, off prison for a lifetime. Excuse my French. That just slipped out. I, I don't know when we've seen enough of this mess to make everyone stand up and to get it to get what's going on. Courts, it doesn't matter whether it's federal or state, they're all in cahoots with each other. They're trying to stack the deck. And in many cases, with a false narrative. Hey, look, if you've been out there dealing drugs and stuff and you get caught, that's on you. That's on you. That shouldn't be on your club. And you need to think about that before you go do any of that. I was talking here days ago. Uh, hey, look, there's not any drug dealers that I've known in the past that didn't end up in jail. 
I don't know that the prophets are that good because I've never been in that world. But then again, maybe they are because law enforcement sure gets sucked into it, don't they? That's right. <laughs> They're the number one dealers in America. But let's get back to the trials for a minute. You know, the the uh, the new charges of riot. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, look at that. I mean, they're trying every way they can to make something stick. And we understand they've offered a plea deal to another bandito. I guess you'd have to ask, well, when it, when it caught that from the view. I'm just saying, it's all bandito, bandito, bandito. That's who they're after. Regardless of what the other side has done. I'm just saying. I'm just saying what I see. And of course, there's many things we still don't know. Many things. And I don't know that we need to know. I'm just saying, another club's business is not any business of mine. But you have you have the law, the courts, these DAs trying to make it public business. As, as this is the way things are run. You know, the the law enforcement is busy stirring the pot. They're busy stirring the pot. Everybody realize this. I mean, the feds are waiting for the next victim. It's what they're doing. But they're all stirring the pot. They want, they want everybody fighting with each other. One percenters realize this. They want you fighting with each other. And they're waiting to swoop in. They, they truly are. Know what's going on here. Filing is going on across the nation. I just I sent another video up to Double D today of a of, of a profiling event here in, in our area. Everybody has to get it. Everyone needs to know there's a trap out there for you. And they're pushing the envelope. You know, I don't know that we shouldn't have a a uh, a national profiling or a national anti-profiling day. I'm just saying. Just an email. Send us a message on Facebook. Send one to Papa. That's right. Coach Moss on Facebook, send me a message. Hey, 
can we get it together nationwide? I mean, what would we do? I mean, what would massive rights around the country where, where we go to courthouses? Where we've, where we've had problems with law profiling. And in most cases, they walk away with nothing. Hey, in Texas, yeah, they can stop. They can find out you've got a gun on your, you know, it is legal in Texas to carry a gun in or on your vehicle. And if you have a permit, and you've never been in trouble with the law, and I don't give a damn about their uh, about their, uh, motorcycle gang assessments because those bullshit, or should I politely say BS? I'm just saying. I mean, we we could do a rally in front of the Fort Worth courthouse where Mr. Mann, the sheriff's deputy, is still at work. Oh, yeah, he's the guy that identified everybody receiving a motorcycle safety proclamation as banditos. And we got a message for Mr. Mann. Motorcycle safety is for everybody. We just had a police officer here in Dallas run over by a drunk driver. It doesn't matter whether you're a police officer. It doesn't matter if you're a bandito. It doesn't matter if you're a hell angel. It doesn't matter if you're a Cossack. Everybody's concerned with motorcycle safety. Nobody wants to be run over by a drunk driver or a driver texting while he's going down the damn highway. And let me tell you, we get a good look at it. Oh, yes, we do. You look over to the right, you see some chick texting. It doesn't have to be a chick. It can be a dude. There's plenty of them doing the same thing. They're fiddling with crap in their car instead of looking down the road or looking what's next to them. Passing gets harder to do when everybody in a 60-mile-an-hour zone like uh, Highway 360 here in in the Arlington area where it's 60 miles an hour. I bet everybody's driving 85. So the safety of passing kind of goes out the window when you have people whizzing by you at 85, 90 miles an hour in their Mercedes or Land Rovers or whatever else, you know, high-powered engines and small cars. I'm just saying. Do I sound like I'm ranting? I don't know. I mean, maybe big, massive rides down the highway. You know, 100, 200, 600, 1,000, whatever. With your 1% patches, with your 13% patches, with your no percent patches, everybody band together. Hey, they're going to pull us all over? Be my guest. I mean, we have police officers. Let me let me say this. 
because I wrote this down as one of the topics up there. You know, law enforcement is losing, is losing the war on drugs. How are they doing so far? Uh, you know, they've been battling that crap all my life. And I'm not a spring chicken. I've been... <laughs> I've been riding motorcycles since I was eight years old. My dad threw me on the first one at eight years old. Oh, yeah. The years of riding. But that, you know, I've heard about the war on, the war on drugs. I mean, that back in the, the 60s, the 50s, yeah, my uncles were messed up on that shit. You know, the 50s. The 60s, you know, I remember all that stuff where everybody, oh, man, if it feels good, do it. You know, the kids up in San Francisco, the rich kids up in San Francisco led a whole generation of people off the cliff, off the cliff. And meanwhile, they, they were rich enough to be able to go to rehabs. Everybody else was screwed. They were jumping out of windows and doing everything else. You know, you, know, you remember that stuff. You guys in your 50s and 60s, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know, who would have thought that, you know, today that uh, they were in different states legalizing pot? I'm just saying. But anyway, they're losing the war on drugs. The feds, they're not worth a damn. They can't secure the damn borders. They can't stop the flow. You know, it, they're, <laughs> they're sticking fingers in the hole in the dam, you know. That's the flood that's coming in. Mexico has been taken over by cartels. Oh, and listen, listen to this, and I've got to put this up on our, on our things to talk about. 16,000 murders in Mexico this year so far. That's a new record. That's a new record. And the cartels in Mexico. And, you know, and I said this last week, how do I know? I've got relatives down there. Yeah, we've got a Hispanic side to my family, the in-laws. You know, and they, they talk. When we're all together, they talk about what's going on down there. You know, they're from the Beer Cruise area. Are they sending their kids down there? Are they going down there to work in a mission or something? Oh, hell no. The dad put a stop to that. He said, oh, hell no. You're not going down there. So what does my wife do? She books a cruise to Mexico. Oh, who thought that was a good idea? On my on the cruise to Mexico <laughs> here at the end of August. Oh my God! But anyway, the drugs flowing in. Our law enforcement are fighting the wrong damn battles. Who was it? The guy that was uh, uh, the movie Blow, which was a true story. And that guy, that guy at the end of that said, hey, look, you're, 
you're not going to be able to stop the flow of drugs till you go after the bankers. There's nobody willing to do that. They'd rather mess around with some low-level people. They'd rather harass motorcycle clubs. See, that's the safer bet rather than going after the cartels. Yeah. Of course, part of the steady flow of drugs that comes into this country is because of law enforcement itself. You know, the money's too lucrative. People are allowing the drugs to come in. They're, what is, they're, turning, they're turning the other way. It's happening behind their back. They're getting some cashola. Oh, yeah. This is, this is the reason we say law enforcement is guilty of more crimes that they talk about bikers committing than all clubs in America put together. <laughs> Maybe all the clubs in the world put together. Which I promise you, these clubs, these clubs don't like paying all these lawyers. Oh, sure, it's it's cool to be the outlaw. But keep in mind, to, <laughs> when you're constantly in the lawyer's offices and the, the lawyer's ruling the day, that gets frustrating. That gets frustrating to the people in charge because oh, they're, they're putting out fires all day long, all week long, all month long, all year long. It goes on and on and on. Sooner or later, you've got to realize you're a burden to the club. You are endangering their welfare. Now, you may think I'm all wrong about that. I don't know. It's just I'm just telling you what we Let's get back to it. Law enforcement fighting the wrong battles. Chasing the boogeymen. You know, the evil bikers. It's worthless. It is worthless. You know, they, they turn their heads on certain segments of our society and just let stuff happen. And meanwhile... The rest of us are being branded. That's the perfect word for it. Branded criminals as outlaws, as you know, as gang members, and on and on and on. Outlaws, whatever name you, whatever name, whatever tag you want to put on it, is what I'm saying. And it works for them. It works for them. Just keep that in mind as we go along here. And we see that, uh, you know, we, we think in the end there's going to be very few 
people that make it to trial in Waco. And really shouldn't be facing trial again. Because I will say this from our observations and from what we've learned in the first trial and, and what the prosecution thinks think they might have with the information from the feds who said who said under testimony that the COCI is a legitimate political organization, which it is. You know, people, club members, bikers, people, yes, they're people, had the right to attend the meeting at Twin Peaks on May 17, 2015, with no interruption from anyone. I don't care who didn't like it. That right was interrupted by people who came there to start trouble, including law enforcement, who we think were involved in that from the get-go. That has yet to come out. And I can promise you, the DA doesn't want it to come out. The Waco PD doesn't want it to come out. The DPS doesn't want it to come out. What they're doing in Waco is trying to say, paint the same picture that uh, that the feds do, the narrative. Oh, 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 are they going to go put up the three-foot fences around the courthouse again? Are they going to have all these armed guards everywhere for all those bikers that may come to town and tear it apart? Stupid. Stupid, stupid. There was never anybody coming to town. There was never any threat upon the the jury or the people of Waco. Never, never, never. Wasn't in San Antonio, wasn't in Fort Worth or any other place around the country. Was it going to happen? But yet they made a big show like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's dangerous for you jurors. And see, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to scare the hell out of the jurors. Get their minds going. Oh, I'm in danger. You know, we got to put this guy in jail. We got to get out of here. <laughs> I mean, it's something else. So anyway, the uh, prosecutors and the attorney for Jacob Crizal, they've agreed to postpone the the retrial of, of the Twin Peaks biker shootout defendant, which was set for September 12th. Oh, yeah. So in a joint motion, Robert Moody, Robert Moody, McLennan County First Assistant District Attorney, we got an assistant. And Chris Lewis, Chris Hall's attorney, the volume of evidence Lewis needs 
more time to review. Plus, oh my goodness, plus evidence federal prosecutors have agreed to share from the trial of two former banditos national leaders and both sides want to see it. Now, I get it. I get it. If if the two things had nothing to do with each other, why in the hell is the Fed sticking their nose in this thing? Because that's what they said. Are they liars too? I'm just saying. So they're talking about the civil rights lawsuits. Uh, oh, let me see. McLennan County District Attorney Abel Reyna, former Waco Police Officer Brent Stroman, McLennan County, the City of Waco, and other local and state officials. Those lawsuits remain pending. And Judge Judge Sparks quit delaying, quit stalling. There's no reason for it. I don't give a damn about that federal the federal racketeering charges. We know what you're up to. <laughs> so you know, they're they're hoping for a miracle is what they're doing. So we're we're in the Texas hold'em mode. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's holding their holding their cards. <laughs> so it's just just get interesting it goes along. We still don't think there will be a trial. We uh, we don't think uh, we th- we think even if there is a, a retrial of Jake, it's going to end up the same way. Texans are not going to say you don't have the right to defend yourself. And for months, for months before Twin Peaks, law enforcement was busy stirring the pot. With the undercovers busy stirring the pot, we believe, to, in order to make Twin Peaks happen. And like Mel said last week, OG said last week, hey, look, we get it. We get it. The police did save lives, but the police also instigated surrounded Twin Peaks, failed to call both sides and let them know of their concerns, instead hid in the shadows to see what would happen. And we think they knew damn good and well what would happen, although some police officers, like the young lady, testified, well, we just thought they were going to fight. We were just going to let them fight it out. Well, how in the hell did you think that was going to end after you'd been stirring the pot for six months or more? It runs back a long ways. Yeah, I need to get that in there just so I don't get get phone calls and emails saying, well, this runs back to 2011. I don't know what stage these undercovers came in at. I'll guarantee the clubs know. The clubs have these guys identified. Yeah. 
We've got this riot charge. Now, Paul Looney says the manner in which the state sought the riot indictment violates accepted procedures, and he asked Johnson to throw it out. Looney charged that the prosecutors should have dismissed the original indictment, a new indictment under a new call number. Instead, prosecutors probably obtained the indictment under the same cause number and indicted, which charged the institution of Sterling and Mascot Moody. They, they argued that uh, this, this county, we followed the same procedure for at least the past seven years. And that sets court precedent. proper. Judge Johnson, former prosecutor, said in the to reindict comes up with parameters of the contest. Thank you. 
again. Everybody got admitted. I listened to this guy closely. Oh, yeah, he was interviewed by my good friend, signature on his postcard. So we, Rick Rowe and I thought up to Washington, D.C. and to the RNC up there. I get all mobile. It's Mel RC. I said, well, but nobody from the DNC invited me. I said, now you show me somebody over there on the left that wants to have a decent conversation. Without our way or the highway, I'd be glad to go over there. But so far, nobody's invited me. Because I am a constitutionalist. Yeah, I was busy back then changing from a Republican to a constitutionalist. That's when, you know, that's when both parties started pissing me off. Oh, yeah. That's the reason it is we do what we do today. It's people that agree with me that the Constitution has the answers to a lot of our problems. But yet we have politicians and law enforcement and the courts that are not willing to follow the Constitution. The supreme law of the land, by the way. This O'Rourke guy, as I listened closely as he was being interviewed by Bud Kennedy and this other host on Channel 8, Mr. O'Rourke is for everything that Mad Max is for. Now, if you don't know who Mad Max is, just type in Congresswoman Maxine Waters. She is a left-wing member of the Congressional Black Caucus, member of the BLM. Mr. O'Rourke is for everything she's for. Open borders, citizens of the world, higher taxes, indoctrination of your children, erasing history, changing history, all of it designed to take away your freedoms. And believe you, me, they will do just that. So think about it when you go to the voting booth. I mean, Trump's economy is roaring. There are jobs. There's money to be made. And you want to turn back to what we just left with Barack Hussein Obama? Why would you want to do that? 
I'm just saying. And believe you me, I got plenty of problems with Republicans because most of them are pussies, big time, afraid of their own shadows, afraid to stand on their own principles. Instead, they run from the media. Instead of taking them head on, the corrupt head on. There's nothing wrong with the making making America first. There's nothing wrong with looking after our people. We've got plenty to correct here in this country without trying to take care of the world's poor. If we're not healthy here at home, we can't help anybody else, much less provide them with housing, with an education, with a job, in competition with our own people. Is there jobs Americans won't do? I think there is. But it's it's not for the right reasons. It's because we've been made soft. We've been made lazy. And much of it is because of parenting. And we'll get into that next time. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody, I've got a bunch to do. We got, like I said, we got a conference call tonight, a conference call with our other chapters. That ought to be interesting. Everybody have a great day. This is Butch Popeye Moss, Texas Biker Radio. Man, it's going to get interesting. It's going to get interesting. Have a great day, everybody. That's all, folks.